Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your hosts are Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends and family with the resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here are your hosts, Sharon and Becky. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. My name is Becky Olson. I've battled breast cancer five times in the last 23 years, and I'm in the midst of my fifth one right now. I'm also a motivational speaker, a speaker mentor, and the published author of The Hat That Saved My Life, which just came out also in audiobook. Yay! I'm so excited. (laughs) Absolutely. Wonder when I'll stop saying that. Oh, yeah, when it's old hat, I guess. (laughs) Old hat, I get it. The hat, yeah. That's the name of my epilogue, you know, is old hat, because it's just kind of... You're the old hat. (laughs) Well, been through it a few times, you know. That's true. That's true. And I'm Sharon Hennepin. I'm a 25-year breast cancer survivor a certified life coach, and the author of my book, Thriving Beyond Cancer. Becky and I are also the co-founders of Breast Friends. And um, today we have an interesting topic, and I just wanted to um, uh, do a little thing, a little inspirational moment beforehand about being open-minded. And I think I've been learning this um, throughout the last... Well, through my lifetime, but probably more so in the last several years. And whether that is because um, you're traveling to another country and I'm getting ready to go to Italy for a few weeks with my brother. And I remember the first time Becky and I went to Italy, I remember our... um, our uh, uh, coach, what was he, a tour director thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he said, you know, if you uh, love American coffee and you expect American coffee while you're in Italy, you might as well go home. Yeah. <laughs> stay home, stay in yeah, America. Yeah, you stay home because <laughs> you're not going to get it. It's going to yeah. be different. And so if you set yourself up for these expectations, expecting things to be the way you want them to be or expect them to be um, and not different, um, you're going to be disappointed. You may not have a good trip or you may not enjoy this adventure if you set yourself up like that. Um, I think we all believe certain things and we see the world through our filters and sometimes we believe these things you know to our death but the problem is sometimes our filters aren't very they don't they don't let enough light in we'll put it that way <laughs> oh i like that that's yeah. good and so i think being open minded and listening and being open-minded to other people's opinions and um, their experiences, I think, is a really amazing listening opportunity and growth and learning opportunity. So, with that, well, I think th- Becky's going to introduce. Yeah, her and that was a great that was a great setup for this because I, I happen to be, believe very much in this topic, not from personal experience, but just because I've seen so many people that are really close to this part of their life, which is, you know, obviously the end. Um, And I've just seen what they've experienced and, and had that opportunity to kind of share some of those moments. And it's really, so it's really cool. So I'm really excited to hear from the other side of this coin. And uh, that is 
something we've never talked about on the show before. So today's show fits the criteria perfectly of something of interest that's not been overly covered. And our guest today is Stacy Overman. Stacy was diagnosed with cancer in 2006. And during her first surgery, and for those of you who have been through cancer diagnosis, you know you generally have several surgeries up front. Um, but during her very first one, she had an experience that we will all have eventually, um, but most of us have not had it yet. And she's had she had a near-death experience, which then led her life in a new direction. And Stacy, I cannot wait to hear more of your story. So let's just go ahead and welcome you right now to the show. Welcome, Stacy. Thank you, Becky and Sharon. My gosh, that was a great being open-minded. So yeah. glad to be here. Yeah. And I'm so blessed to still be alive and having a human experience. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. We're glad you're here, too. <laughs> well, you know, when when you reached out to us and, and asked about being a guest on our show, um, I, when I read all your talking points and your the kind of the bio and things, it's like, wow, this would be so cool. So I'm <laughs> um, really excited. But before we get into the heat of it or the heart of it, I guess we sure. should say, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell people about yourself a little bit? Because, you know, we're, we're here in Oregon and Stacy's got a, a home roots connection here, too. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, about Oregon, your family, you know, what you do for fun, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Thanks, Becky. Well, in 1985, when I was, gosh, I just turned 16. My family moved to the Eugene Springfield, Oregon area, Lane County, and we planted roots there. I actually graduated from high school at Thurston, of all places, which Mm -hmm. is very prominent on the map for many yucky reasons, too, but... I, I was there, yeah, like I walked those those paths there. My family moved on um, multiple times, but I stayed put in the Eugene area. I actually lived there for about 20, I want to say 27 years, and I loved it, absolutely loved it. I think I like know everyone there. <laughs> I knew it like the back of my hand. I, it's kind I, of a small town. I mean, yeah, you know. <laughs> It was big for me because I came from southern Idaho, and literally we only were in a town with one stoplight. So Eugene was like, oh, my gosh, every road leads to Eugene. How did we get back to Eugene? Because we were trying to in Springfield. Like, every road goes to Eugene. That's true. And on a diagonal, it's really hard to figure out. Yeah, and one-way streets. Like, oh, my gosh, it was so intense for me at the time. But I loved it, fell in love with that community. And the last two years in Oregon, I actually lived in Portland. And so um, when I was in Oregon, I was running a talent agency. And so I was helping people get in film and commercials, all kinds of different things like that. And that was super fun. But but also I battled my cancer journey was all in, in um, the Eugene area. So all of this stuff that we're going to be talking about today was just really focused in Oregon. Okay. Um, now, fast forwarding to my now life, I have this amazing husband, and he encouraged me to pretty much give away, sell, donate ev- almost everything we own, and we downsized. He really wanted a tiny home, and I was like, I don't think I'm ready for that. <laughs> so we did the next best thing, and we did the biggest fifth wheel that we could get. And we've been traveling the United States. We only have six states left to say we've went through and seen how fun that's amazing 
That's and, an adventure I'm looking forward to. Oh my gosh, right? <laughs> I could like teach people how to how how to run a business from an RV. All right. <laughs> you, you know, my husband and I are in that downsizing process right now and we will never get into a tiny home. I mean, oh. the stuff in our garage alone <laughs> wouldn't, fit, wouldn't fit into a tiny home. So. I have to say I'm very thankful we didn't do tiny home because 440 square feet is about as tiny as this mama can go. Like I I, I kind of miss the the other little things that a house brings, but we're going on three years now in doing this. And yeah. so it's been, been interesting for, to say the least. <laughs> well, I think that's very exciting. So you've also, you've done some really interesting things too. You love to paint and you said traveling, obviously you've been in, I'm sorry, how many States left? Six? We have six left. Six yeah. Left. Wow. Well, that that's pretty exciting. Now, what? Tell me about the painting. You, what do you paint? Oh gosh, I paint angels. Actually, well, duh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a dumb question. <laughs> oh gosh, no, no, you're good. Well, it's interesting because when we left Oregon, we literally did not have a fifth wheel at the time. We only took what would fit into our um, extra cab truck and the shell. And that's all we took to ten- uh, to uh, Texas. Wow. And we found a cute little place and literally we slept on the floor for a little while until we got the bed and then we got some chairs and we were out in the country and I didn't have good cell service. We had no television. We were really downsizing and my husband picked up a job where he would go out of town for some time and he was super worried about me. He's like, oh my gosh, we need to rent a car. So you have a car because we left my car in the storage unit in Nevada. And I said, no, 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 I'm good. And all of a sudden, I started painting angels, and I was starting to dream about these angels and the colors that were going to go in the pictures. And sometimes I would wake up super early because they were prompting me to paint. I've never painted, never in my life. Like That's I so cool. found a YouTube video, and I'm like, okay, what do I do? What kind of brushes? Like I, I literally was going to do it with my fingers if I had to. I just knew I had to get something on these canvases. Yeah. And so I started with acrylics. I did some acrylic painting, I did some abstract angels, and then um, I changed the medium to watercolors because I was just kind of playing, and I'm starting a children's book with my watercolor painting angels so that the children can understand what the different archangels' significance are and how they interact with you, and so I'm I'm about halfway done with that book right now, but it's amazing. I I love painting. I need to get back in the habit of doing it every day. But back then, that's what I was doing every day. And it was like a form of meditation. It was a form of connection with God and listening. And as I was listening, like each painting has a distinct um, healing modality. Like there's this one painting that I have that hangs on my wall in my office here. And this angel has beautiful colors of greens and blues. And when I was listening as painting, I heard that whoever has this painting hanging in their home will help them with peace and with healing. Wow. That's beautiful. I would just pray and just be like, God, just infuse in this intentional in you know paint and energy in this painting to be able to bless the person that has it that's that's great and these we're going to talk about where all that came from but before we get too far off of who you are yeah i just for fun tell us about ghost mine on the sci-fi network (laughs) 
Yeah, what is that? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, it's super funny because my correlation with being a talent agent when I lived in Portland and in Eugene, um, there was a gentleman that knew me. He had reached out to me because he was a photographer. Well, he had met not my husband then, but my husband now, he knew him from a blasting class that they took together. And my husband now told him that, hey, LA people were calling him because he owned a gold mine in Eastern Oregon and they were looking for a TV show. And of course, this person that I knew said, you need to talk to Stacy because she can hook you up and get you connected to, uh, and help you with your contracts with the network. Well, he reached out to me and he looked like a total mountain man. I looked at his Facebook page and he had a beard like it looked like he hadn't shaved in years. And I'm thinking, (laughs) what do I want to talk to this guy about? Like, (laughs) He looks like a real gold miner, it sounds like. (laughs) He did. He'd been living on the mountain now for like a whole summer and didn't shave at all. And he was mining. And he was a Texas guy, really. He came up from Texas and just bought this land sight unseen and opened up these mines that were um, were uh, mined like 100 years ago that had been blasted shut. Mm-hmm. And they were finding gold. So long story short, we finally got together for coffee at Starbucks on Delta area in Eugene. And he shaved for our meeting. Like, I didn't oh. even recognize him. <laughs> And what a sweet thing to do. (laughs) Right? He was dressed up. Oh, my gosh. I got butterflies in my tummy when I seen him. And I'm like, wait a minute. What? What? What's this going on here? And from that day forward, it took us hmm, about six months before we actually started dating. And I was giving him some guidance. And long story short, the show did come to fruition. And by then we were dating. And so I was actually on the TV show with my husband. And we were called the mine owners. And of course, the show makes us look at like we're the bad guys. (laughs) Oh, it does. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like we're just, you know, really mean people. And we just want the gold. And oh, my goodness. Don't believe everything you see on TV. But it's an interesting, fun show. Okay, good. good, They say reality TV is fully staged. So, yeah, I get that. (laughs) That's the screen with reality that's kind of interesting is they whisper in your ear before filming what the scenario is. So the reality is your real reaction. Oh, Oh, I see. That's more about the reality that I think we're really seeing. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. They set you up and then, yeah. Yeah. But in Yes, it is a little haunted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we, we I don't want to run completely out of time in this first segment to at least get what we're here to talk about started. So um, let's talk about just real quickly, you know, you had cancer, you had, your husband had cancer. How did it, doing that all at the same time, how did that impact you? Oh my gosh. It really rocked our world, actually. And so I, I want to preface the husband I have now is not the husband that had cancer with me. Okay. Um, my, it is my late husband. Um, I had known him for many years because we played softball together in Eugene. And we both went through um, a divorce about the same time. And then we started dating shortly after that. And I knew he was battling cancer before we even had the thought to get married. And so it was a miracle that he had survived as much as he did already. And so I was just really feeling led that God was putting him into my path to really um, 
It's funny. Let me just back up. I had it a knowing on my heart that if I helped this man feel like he was in love, he could conquer anything. Mm. Mm. That's beautiful. (laughs) You know, when we're in love, like we don't need sleep. We don't need food. We just like, we just are just, just being and we're okay. Like we're just on this high vibrational frequency. That's just amazing. So that was my intention when he asked me to marry him was to live every day like that. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, we knew getting married that I may only have three months and we actually got six beautiful years memory making together. That's wonderful. Yeah. So a year and a half after we were married, I got diagnosed with breast cancer. And I will tell you, I wrestled with God. And I was like, what the holy heck? You're like, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you got to be kidding me. But the, the amazing thing was, is I don't think I could have done it with who I was married with before, right? This man that I was with, his name was Hank Sisk, very well known, friend to everyone. He was an earth angel himself. Um, he'd walked in those shoes already and he knew what I was going to go through and what a better way to be with somebody that really truly understands because I can remember and I say this in my book too the first time I had chemo I looked him in the eyes with tears and I said oh honey I'm so sorry and he says what are you what are you sorry about and I said I thought I understood what you were going through as a caregiver but now I really understand Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's amazing, and it's it is hard being a caregiver. I think is so so underrated. It's yeah. it's a lot of work, and I don't I don't think people really think about how hard it is on that person to to always kind of be up and to always be that strong shoulder. And mm-hmm. you know, when you have that person in your life, it's so easy to take it for granted. But it's mm-hmm. it's hard work. It's very it is. Hard. and it's a thankless yeah. job, but it's a job that you're just going to step up and do it. Nobody would ever have to ask you. And so that's as a caregiver, I always say, my gosh, make sure you're taking care of yourself too. Like give yourself a day to go get a pedicure or go do something that's out of that realm of caregiving because otherwise you can't be the best you that you need to be. And and to give yourself a hug every once in a while, like (laughs) it's okay, you're doing great. And it's okay not to be strong all the time and to be positive all the time. I mean, you know, that is the reality of life. We can't like pretend uh, all the time. (laughs) Right. Well, Stacey, we're going to go ahead and take take a short break. And when we come back, we want to hear about your near-death experience that first time on on the operating table. So let's uh, go ahead and take a break. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. For Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio, visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again. 
with the compassion of a cross and shield, and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states, giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. back to our program we've been talking about um angels and near-death experience with our guest and author or will we we, we will be anyway <laughs> we got off track a little bit stacy overman so stacy let's talk about that near-death experience that you had that really kick-started your your spiritual awakening absolutely you know it's interesting because i had seven surgeries with my breast cancer from start to finish and mm. The very first one, you know, you go in and they're like, you know, what's your weight? What's going on? You know, so they, they're fine-tuning how they're going to put you under. And so I don't know if it had anything to do with that or not. But when I was coming out of surgery, I was wheeled into that recovery area. And I didn't realize mentally where I was until I started hearing my name called by multiple people that sounded like they were a million miles away. Now, Mm -hmm. those were the doctors and the nurses and the staff in the recovery area calling my name. And I guess they were tapping on my hand and trying to get me to wake up and come back. But what, what I was experiencing was a floating sensation where... It was like I was moving towards a light. And the funny thing was, it was dark, but it wasn't dark. It was like, it, it was almost like people described like a dark tunnel, but the light was so bright. It, it lit the whole space up, but I could still see darkness in my peripheral vision, mm-hmm. if, you, if for lack of a better term to explain that. And I felt as though I was not in my body. I felt as though I was just floating and just moving towards the light. And I felt an overwhelming sense of peace and love and comfort and that everything was calm and good. And and I wanted to be there. It was like, oh, this was like perfection. Like it was mm-hmm. just like, this is how it's supposed to feel. Wow. And... When I started hearing the voices calling my name over and over, it was kind of like this little disrupt, like, what, what, what's going on? And I had the, the thought process of like it was coming from behind me. And then all of a sudden, mind you, I didn't know what they were doing, but something was put into my IV that was like a huge adrenaline rush. My heart 
felt as though it was running a marathon. And so when that happened, of course, I didn't know what was happening then. All of a sudden, I just felt like I was being sucked backwards in this tunnel. And Mm. everything was going very fast. Like I was coming back to my body. My soul was coming back. And when I hit, if you will, again, lack of, I don't know what terms to call this, but when I got back to my body, everything felt super heavy. And the other thing that I remember was, um, it wasn't comfortable. Like I was, I was a little frustrated, like this isn't where I wanted to be. But in my mind, I didn't really understand what was going on. Right. And then I took this huge breath and I remember coming up off the table and it was like I just ran a marathon and I'm just inhale, inhale, you know, just I can't even get breath. And I see about four faces all leaning over the top of me and people are got both hands and they're smacking the backs of my hands, you know, like tapping the hands and right. Stacy, you need to come back. Stacey, you were you going. Back. Yeah, you were going. Yes, it was like a balloon just floating off. You know, when you let a balloon go, that's how I felt. It was so amazing. But the funny thing is nobody really spoke about it. And when I first opened my eyes, the hospital that I was at had a cross on the ceiling and the sun was shining on the cross so beautifully. And I remember thinking to myself, am I in heaven or am I on earth? Like, I remember feeling confused. Oh, yeah. But it all happened so split second Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that it was just like, okay, she's back. Everything's good. All right. And then they monitored me and then then shuffled me out to the next room and nobody really talked about it. Right, right. And so did you see angels at that point or, or I mean, where did the angels come in? Yeah, I didn't see any angels at that point. I know everybody's near death experience is different. Maybe I just didn't get a little far enough, but I... It's funny because after that, the people that say your intuition or your mother's knowing, right, you just know things, kicked into overdrive. Like, I just knew things that my brain should not know. Mm. I was feeling things and knowing things and hearing things, not from my actual physical ears, but hearing in my mind things that I shouldn't know. And so... I call those now my spiritual gifts, my God-given gifts, and I believe we all have them. It's just a matter of fine-tuning them to understand how to decipher and what it is. Mm -hmm. And then it it wasn't until my husband's journey started to get worse. So as my cancer journey started getting better, his took a dive for the worst. Mm -hmm. And that last week that he was alive... We were sitting, I was sitting on our bed, he was taking a nap on the bed, and literally I wasn't leaving his side that whole last month he was alive. So I had my laptop, he was sleeping. We're on the third story level of our house, which was in Cottage Grove, Oregon, and nothing would make a shadow across our windows unless a bird flew by. And out of my peripheral vision, I could see loved ones on the other side in spirit form like lining up around our bed and I could see about three of them looked like huge angels Mm. if I looked directly at them they disappeared so if I looked back at my computer and paid attention to my peripheral vision I could see the movement Mm. 
I could see the shadows. And literally, they lined up all the way around our bed. And I had a knowing three of those beings I knew were his family members that were already in heaven. Wow. I you remember. Know, that's that's a... I, let me just say, I want to add something right here. What's yeah. really unusual to me to hear this <clears throat> is that you saw those those relatives of his at at that time and not him seeing them. I have a friend who was who had multiple scler- multiple sclerosis for years and was on her deathbed for really a long, long time. And just moments, I mean, she couldn't move her head, but she had such a beautiful spirit. And moments before she died, just moments, mm-hmm. she looked around the room, had a smile on her face and said, they're here. And nobody saw what she was referring to, but clearly somebody had come across to get her and escort her home. And she died moments later and they were talking about it at her funeral. So I've always heard, I mean, I've heard that that happens, but I've usually happens with the person who's getting ready to pass from my understanding. But so this must be, you, you know, you've been given some kind of a really really amazing gift. gift. Yeah. So you can share this while you're still here and talk with people about it. Wow, right. that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm assuming you had a very strong faith um, before any of this happened. Yes. Oh, we were in church like two and three times a week, um, every week. It, it's, it's, gosh, that's how I was raised. I mean, I went to a Bible study for 10 years every Wednesday night with my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I wasn't privy to this kind of thing. It wasn't even anything that would have crossed my mind happening. Right, like, right. I was like, oh my gosh, I was kind of taught that this might be a bad thing, right? But then I'm like, but I'm a good person and my heart is all about love and and I'm constantly trying to help other people and I, I ask every day that God use me as a vessel of his love, right? And that they don't even need to know, but they would just know that I have something of that Jesus love, God love, whatever you want to call that, that they want more of. Right, right. So that's how I lived. So do do you feel like anyone can channel or have a connection with this spiritual awakening or angels or any of this stuff? (laughs) Yes, I believe 100% that anyone can. But like Sharon opened up, having an open mind, I always say also to have an open heart. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because when we're listening, God sends his messengers you know, we have a spirit team. We have angels that are helping us every day. That's why there are angels. God sent his messengers to help us, to look out for us. But we've got to ask for the help, too, and and be able to receive that love. And you haven't heard probably my stories about my butterflies, but I feel like that's my mm. kind of spiritual connection with God. And, when, and you know, I, I'll have a moment, and uh, since I'm getting ready to go back to Italy. I'll just tell this really quickly. I went to Italy with Becky and another couple and and we ended up uh, getting out of the the car that was being driven for us t- at Pozzitano and we looked over the cliff and I mean it was like the most breathtaking scene and I just had a moment with God and just talked about wow I'm so thankful and I just had my moment and it was like God just says well if you like that here's a little icing on the cake, you <laughs> know, and <laughs> this beautiful yeah. uh, swallowtail butterfly like danced across these bougainvilleas for probably 10 minutes so I could take oh. lots and lots of pictures of it. And it was just okay. like, 
Yeah, and I've had so many of those kinds of things. So I haven't seen angels exactly, but I guess that's my connection that I feel very, very drawn to. Yeah. Yeah, and and those messages, like understanding divine messages come in many forms. Um, Mm -hmm. Feathers, butterflies, dragonflies, sometimes even ladybugs. Um, There's just so many ways that our loved ones can send us messages as well. Um, Cardinals, blue jays. You know, it's there. I don't believe in coincidence. Yeah. I really, truly believe that when something happens and you, your first instinct is, oh, my gosh, that's my grandmother. Oh, my gosh, that's my mama. Or, oh, my gosh, that was God telling me. I say, and that's what I teach my clients, trust that. Trust that because we get in our way in our human head. We've got to yeah. listen to our heart because our heart is what's connected to our spirit. And you you mentioned earlier that you wanted to know a little more about vibrational frequency. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, when we're in a low vibrational frequency, we we attract more of that because everything is energy, right? Like science totally can prove so much of this stuff, but everything's energy. So if we're in a low vibrational frequency energy where we're, oh my gosh, nothing's going right for me. All the doors are slammed in my face. Man, I hit every red light, right? When we stew on that and we think about it and we talk about it and we keep saying that that's what's going on in our day, guess what? We attract more of that <laughs> right? We put that frequency out yeah, and that frequency negative. comes uh-huh. back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this is imperative for battling breast cancer, or battling cancer, or any kind of disease right. is to raise your frequency. Because when you have a high vibrational frequency going out, you attract more of that high vibrational frequency. High vibrational frequency is how I connect with angels. That's how I connect with loved ones on the other side. That's how I hear what God wants me to hear. Like I've heard a booming voice tell me what he thinks of me. And I'm just like humbled and crying. And I'm like, oh, my God, Lord, whatever I can do to serve you. Absolutely. But when we're on that higher vibrational frequency, the doors are all opened for you. Your coffee is made before you even pulled up to the window because they saw you in line. Like everything is going your way, right? So how do you make that shift though? That's the part I'm curious about. <laughs> well, there's some easy techniques that you can do that with and that's finding what makes your heart sing. Like if painting makes your heart sing do more painting. If going outdoors, outdoors can raise everybody's frequency. Being outside, in nature, get your shoes off, walk on the grass, grounding your energy with nature and the earth and the frequency and vibration of, of the earth vibration. Um, dancing, singing, listening to music, having um, beautiful crystals around you that have high frequency, you know, quartz crystals, rose quartz crystals, those all have real high frequency. Um, Different things like that can help you raise your frequency. Positive affirmations. If you're you're stuck in a stewing moment, you know, like I've got cancer and, you know, poor pitiful me, yuck, yuck, stuck in that victim mode, write Mm -hmm. out those positive affirmations. Mm -hmm. You know, those cancer cells are bursting by the moment and dying like just whatever it is that you got to do to think positive you know I, I want to add something here um we have a, a an acquaintance here in Portland her name is Dr. Shawnee Fox she's a naturopathic physician and she shared with me this concept of staying in the light 
And that really is kind of what you're describing. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. Even Absolutely. when we're in the midst of something really difficult and going, I mean, I'm in my fifth battle right now and it's stage four metastatic. It's in my lungs. Oh, and I can, I can spend a lot of time in that low vibrational energy <laughs> if yeah. I allow myself to. But yeah. when she, she talked about staying in the light and that means really doing those things that bring you joy that you love yeah. and um, that kind of really warm your heart. And when you're doing that, every cell of your body is affected in a positive way. So um, that's it just kind of reminded me you know, of that. And so I, you can say it however you want to, whether it's energy or if it's staying in the light or whatever, but it, it's very real. I mean, I know when I, on Saturday night, I gave a, I got up on the stage and I gave a speech and that's really, I mean, I haven't done one in a while, but it felt good to be there and to kind of just lay it out there. And um, unfortunately, I tried my hand at a couple of fu- what I thought were funny jokes, but I'm glad being a stand-up com- you know, comic isn't on my <laughs> Well, you tried it. But, I you tried know, it. It's, yeah. not, it's not necessarily your gift. My <laughs> husband and I thought it was hilarious, but it's like, okay, guys, that was meant to be funny. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, but so it much. felt good to be there. It really did. And, you know, kind of. Just being in my in my my zone, I guess, and I think that's that's part of what happens, and then of course that leads to more energy, and it's just it's all it's all good. So I just wanted to add that. I love it. Oh wow! I'm so sorry you're going through that too. So yes. Oh, stay yeah. in the light. Yeah, definitely. So so one more question, and then we need to go out on break again. So okay. so do you believe that? We really have the power to heal our body when you're dealing with, like, cancer? I 100% do. Um, the, the one thing that we have to remember is we need to heal on a mind, body, and soul level. If I would have known the things that I know now back then, I don't believe I would have had breast cancer because it doesn't run in our family. So it had to do with the stress and the anxiety of my previous relationships that I was in. And I didn't know how to heal on an emotional level because right. what, what happens is when we are carrying around all those little things that we've stuffed away, put in our little red wagon, we carry that with us all of our life, the hurts that happened when we were a child, the hurts that happened with this, the hurts that happened with that, whatever happened to us needs to have some healing done. Otherwise, it starts screaming at our body, hey, heal me, hey, pay attention, you've got some healing to do. And so what happens is it starts manifesting itself in the body. And so, for example, when our heart center area needs healing, there's something that perception that happened in your life that landed in that heart center, you can experience heart attacks, heart issues, lung issues, um, lung cancer. You can experience breast cancer, um, shoulder, arm pain, um, different things with your wrists, and even pain in between the um, shoulder blades in your back. So all of that area right there has something to do with an emotional thing or multiple things that happen to you in this lifetime and sometimes even ancestral. It might not even be your stuff. It may be something that was passed down from your family. And that's what I actually help people to really find what is that. And we don't always have to exactly know it to a T what it is. But there's a feeling around it. And I teach people how to dive in to see what is that that needs healing. Because then when we heal on an emotional level, what happens is it unfolds into the body and the body goes, oh, I'm healed. I'm okay now. Mm -hmm. 
unfortunately with today's society is we're not healing like that. And so unfortunately our body gets to a point where it's like so taxed with the need for healing that sometimes we have to go to that doctor and and we have to take those drastic measures of surgeries and chemos and radiation and things like that because it's gotten to a point where it's gone out of control, right? Mm -hmm. And and we need that help to try to rein that back in. Yeah, I believe there's still time for the healing, but even when I've channeled messages from the angels, they have said that sometimes if we've waited too long... The vessel just can't keep up, and the vessel mm-hmm. meaning our body. There sure. are, right, right. That makes like, sense. You know, don't yeah. wait so long. Like, so this um, modality technique, whatever you want to call it, of healing mind, body, and soul level that I do with my clients now, it's turning the tide for the people that I've been helping. Like, I've got people that have an autoimmune disease, and they're starting to get better. I've got a gal that her blood pressure medicine she was able to go off of that and literally I'm not a doctor so it's like go to your doctor get their advice and he even asked her what are you doing and she explained to him a lot of the things that I was teaching her and he says do more of that she went off blood pressure she went Mm -hmm. off antidepressants Um, her diabetes was getting better I've got another gal with lupus her lupus is starting to get better now that she's worked with my coaching program and so it's it's you didn't get there overnight. Like, no, right? this no. is a lifetime. So it's not exactly. Like, it's and not you like, know what? We're gonna we're gonna actually take a break and let's talk good. about how to get there on the other side of the break, okay? Because I, I I know there's a whole lot more to hear to hear about this. So let's take a break. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. For Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio, visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. 
To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the program. We've been talking about angels and near-death experiences with our guest and author, Trace, excuse me, Stacy Overman. Uh, let's pick up where we left off, but I, I wanted to ask you about this new you program and why do you call it that? Absolutely, Sharon. Well, the new you program came to me when I was starting to help people and doing like the healing and walking them through the healing processes for them when I heard very clearly when I was praying one day that I was supposed to teach them everything I know so that they could do it themselves. You know, it's kind of like if you fish for someone and you give them a fish one day, but now they can like learn how to fish and they can help others. Right. So I created this program and this coaching, um, like this because what happens the transformation that my clients receive when they get through the coaching process they're like they found their self they've never known really who they are and it's crazy like I just turned 50 this year and I'm like how many of us go through life and we're wearing a mask we're the mother we're the PTA gal we're the co-worker we're the corporate woman we're the spouse right and we have these masks on all the time but we don't truly know who we are. And then we also have the limiting beliefs, like you guys mentioned in the beginning of the show, having an open mind. The angels have showed me that many of us have so many limiting beliefs on us that we believe things because that's the way it is, and we don't know why. Right. And and they showed me an example that it's like we have blankets covering us. Every belief is a blanket. And sometimes those blankets are wet blankets. So we're carrying, can you imagine like loads of these blankets covering us up, which is almost like this, this uh, buffer that makes us to where we don't even know who we are. We're hiding under all these blankets and we can't really even hear the truth, what God wants us to know or what source or universe, whoever you believe in wants us to know, because it's so muffled. Everything is muffled. We have no idea. Like, what on earth are, who are we? So that's the thing my clients say in the end is they're like, oh my gosh, I finally understand who I am. Mm -hmm. I can stand in my true authentic power. I no longer have to stuff my emotions. I can lovingly find a way to communicate to people and live my life in the way that I need to. Because as... That's healthy. That's healthy yeah. for that person again. So, yes. so they're not like creating this negative cloud that follows them around. Right. And, yeah. you know, as mothers and spouses, you know, wives, we do everything to please everybody else. But how many times we're being superwoman? When do we take a break for us? When are we doing something we like? I can remember after my late husband passed away going to the grocery store and I got down the second aisle and I had a total meltdown crying thing because I was like, I don't know what I want to buy for me. And that's the only person I'm buying for right now Mm -hmm. because it was Mm -hmm. always about everybody else. It was about the kids. It was about him. And sometimes we don't even know ourselves. Right, right. And so who is the client that you feel like you were meant to serve and guide the best? 
Absolutely. Well, it's so interesting because I get many different kinds of clients that come to me that are saying they're ready to change their life. But it's the, it's the lady that's like, you know what? It's time for me. And I need to change my life in a drastic way so that I know I'm not wasting one more minute here on earth. I mean, for me, like, I don't want to get to the pearly gates and God says, what did you do? Oh, uh, I did everything for everybody else, but I didn't step up into my own power and do my sole purpose. Mm-hmm. Well, why not? You came here to do that. And so if they're ready to say, I need to find myself, I want to heal on a deep soul level. So one, I'm not going to ever have cancer or let's start turning that tide. And I want to find out what my sole purpose is. What am I here to do? How can I shine my light so bright that just by me being in the room with somebody or being in the community, I am helping to change the world just by being me. Because mm-hmm. if we're not being ourselves, our, our, our beautiful God light within is not shining. And sometimes our lights are so dim that we're lonely. Sometimes we feel like we don't fit in. Sometimes it's like, gosh, I got dropped off down here in this earthly thing. And where is, where is God? Right. I, I don't, I don't right. even feel him anymore. Like, and then when you start adding disease and cancer and all those other things, you're just kind of like, oh my gosh, why am I here? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, would you would you mind tell us uh, maybe an example of one of the dramatic shifts that uh, one of your clients has experienced? Absolutely. You know, many many of the ladies that have come to me to work with me are coming because they want one to do some deep soul healing so that their um, physical being is better. Like I have this one lady that came to me and she's got MS and MS has really start, started to take a hold of her body and, and it's not who she was. She used to be a dancer and teach dancing and all that on Broadway. And she also um, is very spiritual in her life and felt like she wasn't getting any further. Like she really wanted to hear messages from God more and, and know how she could help the world. After working with my coaching, she didn't expect this at all, but literally her MS is starting to get better. Some of the symptoms she's noticing and her doctor is noticing are um, lightning, which is just hallelujah. And The other thing that we never expected was once she did all the deep soul healing, she all of a sudden started getting messages from Jesus and Mother Mary and even an archangel. And she literally emailed me. She was sitting doing some of the coaching stuff that I shared with her. And she emailed me in the middle of the night. We got on the phone and she's like crying. She's like, this is so amazing. This is so beautiful. And she's now writing a book because she's like, these Jesus's messages have got to get out. Like, yes, Jesus came and shared stuff, but there's still this message that comes from the divine that is, we need to hear it in a different way. It's like, it's all about love. It's sharing that Christ consciousness with the world. And she never knew that that's what she was going to be doing. Mm-hmm. And so now she's totally on fire for her new passion with getting the word out of loving and it's all about love. It's all about feeling that God's love and, and knowing that you're loved and you're worthy of giving and receiving that love. And so that was profound. And besides the gal I mentioned earlier, going off her blood pressure meds and antidepressants and, mm-hmm. and 
and she never thought she'd step up to be a spiritual leader, but she is now. Well, and just stepping into your power, whatever that yeah, is. Exactly. I think, whatever I it think looks it's, like. Yeah, I think that's that's just a huge message here that, that again, and, and for our listeners who maybe don't have um, a spiritual life at this point, uh, it's it's never too late. Um, so, um, and and Becky, I think you had some information you wanted to get out about the book, huh? Yeah, uh, and I do want to ask you about the book. But before we do, I want to ask you another quick question. You know, a lot of our listeners are global. We've got them all over the place, so they don't have access to you in you are in you're in Virginia, right? West so they Virginia. can't West Virginia. Mm-hmm. So they can't really come to you. Do you teach any of this online or is Every, there some other access to yes. get to you? Everything is online, absolutely. We video conference, everything. My clients are all over the world. Oh, okay. And, uh, and then once a year, I do a retreat. In fact, okay. this year is in June in Tennessee. We're meeting in a beautiful place. But nice. yeah, everything is online. And my website, Stacy Overman, it's S-T-A-C-I-E-O-V-E-R-M-A-N.com can start the start the uh, connecting with me. And you can find me on Facebook and all kinds of places. But yeah. Right. Great. Well, tell us about your book. How did you come up with the name of it? Because it's very clever. Um, so <laughs> yes. tell us about all that. But we don't have much time. So okay. well, <laughs> go quick. When we were in Texas, when I started painting angels, I had another dream, which this is a way divine can connect with us. And they told me angel kisses, no more cancer. And so I literally got up and I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to do something with this. So I named some Facebook pages after it. I was like putting it everywhere, trying to see where does it fit? Where does it fit? Years later, after I started writing my book, I realized, oh my gosh, that's the name of the book. Angel Kisses, No More Cancer. Mm -hmm. And we just launched April 30th and it's available on Amazon in an ebook form or paperback. And it's about my journey and my, my late husband's cancer journey, and I kind of woven in there how I started to connect with angels, and there's also beautiful angel messages that are in the book as well. Well, it just sounds like the perfect title for what you're doing, and you know, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in dreams and the way things can hit you in the middle of the night, and you know, whenever I wake up in the middle of the night from a dream or for any other reason, and I look at the clock and it's 4.44, to me, that's a sign oh, that for is. Sharon, it's butterflies for me and my husband both. We both have believed this forever, that 4.44 is... You know, it's God trying to tell us something, t- talking to us. And, you know, I wrote a I wrote a whole speech on this subject called the Legacy Box that came to me in a dream. Yeah. And it was just bizarre how it happened. And but I do believe in the power of of dreams. So, um, and I know I know that God can talk to us in in that way. So, mm-hmm. anyway, Stacy, thank you for being on our show. We are out of time. I am so sorry to tell you, um, we are we are out. <laughs> so, uh, but do please people reach out to her at stacyoverman.com and stacy s-t-a-c-i-e if you want to learn more about her her workshops or her book or any of those things so do that um, if you or a loved one need any of our services please visit www.breastfriends.org consider making a donation online if you go to that website because this this program we don't charge anyone to be on our show and but we have to pay for it so we do appreciate any support that we can get from you so we will be back next week and until then remember there is always hope and we are here to help you find it (laughs) 
Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Sharon Hannafin and Becky Olson again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. There is always hope and we'll help you find it. We'll talk again next time.